Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio You know that no one likes my company anyway But if you listen closely and talk intelligently Then maybe you can be a disappointment before today's mini-sode, we're going to fill the gaps of time a little bit by introducing a culture shock at the beginning and end. So welcome to your first culture shock of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Please enjoy one of my favorite songs, and I hope it will be one of yours after this. It's off a uh, album by the Jizza, GZA, and it's called Liquid Swords. Please enjoy. When I was little, my father was famous. He was the greatest samurai in the empire. And he was the Shogun's decapitator. He cut off the heads of 131 lords. It was a bad time for the Empire. The Shogun just stayed inside his castle, and he never came out. People said his brain was infected by devils. My father would come home. He would forget about the killings. He wasn't scared of the Shogun, but the Shogun was scared of him. Maybe that was the problem. Then, one night, the Shogun sent his ninja spies to our house. They were supposed to kill my father, but they didn't. Sometimes we gotta fast and fast. You niggas don't know where this shit started. Y'all know where it came from. I'm saying we're gonna take y'all back to the source, the mountains. Yeah. When the MCs came, tell them about their names. And to perform, some had to smoke cocaine, to act the same. With the four heat rocking on, that on with the mental plane. The spark the brain, with the building to be born. Yo, friends, I put the tracks with the what you got. Swords and cut clown. Shit is too swift to bite. You be caught and write it down. I float like the blood on a murder scene, like a syringe on some wild out shit to insert a vein. But it was your walk the shop, stolen art, catch a swollen heart from not rolling smart. I put bad pressure on pony whack rhymes to get hurt. Sits plate like zodiac signs and sweatshirt. That's minimum and feminine like sandals. My minimum table stacks the first on a gamble. Energy you felt once the cards are dealt with the impact of roundhouse kicks from black belts that attack. Them white bones like cyclones or typhoons. I represent from midnight to high noon. I don't waste ink, nigga. I think I drop megaton bombs more fast than your blink. Cause rhyme thoughts travel at a tremendous speed. You clouds of smoke of natural blends of weed. Only under one circumstance as if I'm blunted, turn that shit up. My clan in the front wanted. Now when the MCs came to live out the name, they to two perform. Some had to snort cocaine to the act the same. Or he dropped it on that one with the mental plane just to spark the brain. With the building to be born, yo, the rinse up with the track with the what? <laughs> 
I'm on a mission that niggas say is impossible But when I swing my swords, they all choppable I beat the body dropper, the heartbeat stopper Child educator plus head infotator Cause niggas styles are old like Mark 5 sneakers Lyrics are weak like clock radio speakers Don't even stop at my station and attack While you're playing bell with the rap like Amtrak What the fuck for? Damn, my lord, make law I mean justice, I sentence that ass to the four Ram the clock that state pen time Check it with the pens, I'll be sticking with you Can't stick the crime, came through with the wool Slid off on the DL I'm low-key like seashells, I rock these bells Now come aboard, it's my thing to bound into the chamber And it's a whole different sound, it's a wide entrance Small exit like a funnel, so deep it's picked up on radios and tunnels Niggas are fascinated how the shit we get Get vaccinated, my logo is branded in your skin When the MCs came, they live out the name to your end To perform some had to snort cocaine with the act the same Before he rocked it on, now on with the mental plane Just spark the brain with the building to be born Yo, rinse up the track, the fuck is with the flowing the The views and opinions of the Disappointing Radio Show do not reflect the views and opinions of WWSU Radio, Wright State University, nor their entities. And now that our formalities are out of the way... And without further ado, today's guest, uh, on, uh, you know, he's, he's ventured a long way, and not really, because we're over phone. This will be the first interview we do over telephone, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's a new form of telecommunications for the Disappointing Radio Show. We, we're still communicating by strings and cans, but... We've uh, swindled a very talented Jewish song comedian. Uh, God, everything else wrapped up in a pita bun, isn't it? Uh, without further ado and without me rambling, on mic one, we have... Ben Pernick. Amazing. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. You're calling from where? I am calling from New York. Oh my God, you're in New York. So you would know Dee Dee. Okay, we'll talk about it. Yeah, so we were talking about my uh, familia before the breaks, uh, before the show started. By the way, everybody listening at home at WWSU, this is the first mini mock show of the Disappointing Radio Show. Uh, the show you love to hate all boiled down to the 30 minutes of absolute terrible. And we were talking about my family to give him a little perspective about me to get to know your guests. And he actually knew one of my older brothers, Dee Dee, because he plays for the Yankees. So, of course, now it makes more sense you would know who he is because you live in New York. How do you think living in New York, like, affects your songwriting and, like, ability to meet, like, with other people of color and culture to, like, collaborate on specific things? I mean, I think it's it's the best for that because there's just so much, in, you know, in performing, there's just always a ton of diversity trying to make sure that different people, everyone gets their voices heard and also that... I feel like, because I, you know, I started out in Connecticut, which like kind of small town Connecticut, like per, as far as performing. In New York, you just have, your stuff has to be a lot smarter and you have to be mindful of, you know, all different kinds of groups, hear other people's perspectives. So it, it definitely makes you write smarter. Do you think in your own words, living in a community of such like vast scale so in the comparison I give, New York is a very like populated, dense, small area. Then you have like me who grew up in rural country of Cornhickville. No one is your neighbor except an Amish guy that you're not going to stop and talk to. Um, <laughs> 
Do you think that that difference ha- gives you the ability to access more knowledge potentially because now you're situated with like more cultures maybe or you know it may, maybe it doesn't maybe it, it shows you more stuff that you don't like you know I, I would say it really kind of does show you more culture I mean for one thing I you know just being separated you know physically geographically sometimes you don't think that people think like you do but when you're you know on these trains and you have all sorts of different people they're all they're they're going to their jobs they're going you know going to some sort of crazy show and are in crazy outfits you know you just realize oh we're all people having a have a place where we have to be that's a nice thought and that's a nice like way to put that i uh i sometimes wonder if everybody in new york actually ever takes even just like a small percent of time to realize like oh my god like the fact that there is somebody even in close proximity to me that was of such different color, culture, background, language speaking ability, skill set, everything, and then the girl between us is completely different. Like, to me, it's one thing, because, and this is showing, like, white privilege, I guess, because where I grew up from, you know, my graduating class was 60 kids. The whole joke was, oh, does your grade have a black kid? Because there were so few kids of color. And in New York, you're almost shoulder-shocked from right out of birth, like, hey, melting pot, you know? Like, that's why I love about those kind of countries, because a lot of people, you know, give it a bad rap in some songs, you know, like Hank Williams Jr., Send Me to Hell in New York City, it'd be about the same to me. Well, now that I've kind of gotten a little older, maybe Hank was off his rocker, because New York seems pretty cool to me. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. And I mean, I've even tried to challenge myself. Like, I earlier this week, I was at an open mic at the Mocha Lounge in Harlem. At the Mocha That's, Lounge. Yeah, I'm like, I've been there a bunch of times, and they, they like me, but I'm like usually the only white person there. Right. You know, it's like basically that they have like comedy there, poetry, like slam poetry, and sometimes I'll go there, and they're like, oh, who's, who's this guy? And then I'll do some, you know, one of my pun-filled raps. And then, but then they're like, all right, we like, they, they, a lot of them times, like, it's actually really fun because they're not expecting it and they crack up. Yes. But it's just sort of a way to kind of tear down the, you know, and I I like to listen to, you know, all of their poetry and everything. I'm like, oh, I'm seeing like just a perspective that, you know, again, that shelter shock of like, oh, different people doing many different things for me, but all the same time, it's good and it's not bad and. And, and I don't know, like, like when people, when people are like, I don't understand how people like that kind of food or worship that kind of God or do all these different kinds of things. I'm like, dude, it's just not for you. That doesn't mean it's bad. That just means you don't have to like it, but you could try it and it's not probably going to kill you unless it's an extreme. And then in that case, we'll talk about it later. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of times people, you know, they, I, I sort of remember my one time, my brother, he ref- refused to see the movie Mulan. He, he really didn't want to see it. He was like, you know, when he was younger. And then we we said, well, that's what we're going to see. So he sat there. We saw, like, I looked over at his face, and he was, he was, he laughed. He was all of this, you know, like it, really into the movie. And then yeah. at the end, he said, oh, what do you think of the movie? And he's like, I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> like sometimes you you have to. The biggest obstacle is just your own mind, where you need to just enter something with an open mind and just say okay, I'm going to try this out and not judge it beforehand. Yes. And And honestly, the way you said that is the perfect segue to talk about the bulk of our interview, which of course is that I call myself a comedian. You obviously a comedian. That's the case with comedy and every single thing anybody does in terms of 
you just have to like have a loose butthole about it. And I know that's a little vague, but like you, if you're, if you pucker to the world, you're never going to experience potentially the railing of your lifetime of new knowledge. Like it's going to be hard for you to adapt to climate change if you can't even like hear some guy out about it. And that's what like I worry about is all these like older generations not bridging gaps of knowledge and accepting new facts and new technologies because oh it wasn't that way when I was old. Well, we've learned some things since, and now we don't have lead in gasoline, for instance. So you know we do better as we go on. So maybe you should go to a Buddha church. That's what changed my life. I grew up Methodist my whole life and was like, well, this sucks. And then I was like, well, I look Jewish, so maybe I'll go to a synagogue. And then I couldn't find one. So I was like, well, Buddhism's cool. So they were just the guys that were around. And I went to a Buddha church, and it was amazing. You're Jewish. Um, <laughs> great segue, that right? Let's talk about that a little bit. Do you think that, obviously, from the music video you sent, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, your faith obviously plays a lot into your comedy. Is that a fair statement to make? I think that's a very fair statement to make. Do you uh, so think actually, that is potentially, and this is not an insult, a hand behind your back? Because if the material focuses around religion, you're almost, and I'm not trying to be mean by this, but sometimes it feels like maybe if I know a song's going to be like a joke about religion, I can kind of guess the punchlines a little bit before. Yeah, that, I mean. In but a I sense, still, but, but now as I say that, your video blew me away. The lyrics, the way you acted out the horns under the hat, it's very comical. Like, the way you dress up, you po- you, you're you not trying to hide that it's like, it's not bad quality, but it's not high movie budget quality because you're obviously not the same actor. It's SNL quality. It's that raw, <laughs> like, I'm dressing up. You know who I'm supposed to be, but we're smiling through it because you know I'm not him. Like, that's that's a nice energy to have during those that video. Um, do you want to maybe talk about... Um, your faith into that as well as like why you chose to develop that video of all into like a music video sure well um you know it's kind of funny because i actually that song uh i sort of shelved it in the past a few years before i kind of was just like you know what screw it we need to bring it back and you know i tested it out at like one mic and it just like uproarious laughter more than like any and i was just like okay i think it's time like we need to be able to like laugh at ourselves but um, as far as my Jewish upbringing, so my dad's actually a rabbi. So, so he's like a Jew Jew. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> That's terrible to say, but he's like in it, in it. He's yeah. not only like tasted the sauce, he swims in it. Yeah. Every day. What's your, it's, is it's, your mother but, Jewish? My whole, yeah, my whole family is. Um, and you know, pretty. So you had a bar mitzvah, you went through all that. Oh yeah. The How whole was that? Thing. Um, Bar mitzvah was all right, but I do remember uh, during my bar mitzvah speech, I did finish it because I'm the oldest son, and I finished uh, my speech by saying, oh, and by the way, I'm not going to be a rabbi, so stop asking me. <laughs> I went out with a bet. Yes, that's exactly how every kid should go out. It's your introduction to manhood, and you know what a man would do? He would make a smart Alec remark. Like <laughs> That's perfect. That's the best way to introduce yourself to manhood. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. My younger You're... brother let me off the hook because he ended up becoming a rabbi, too. He fulfilled the family dream. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be an MLB player. I mean, I have a younger sister, too, but she also got a full ride to UC for girls golf. So it's just that in-between child of like, oh, we couldn't have 12 for 12. But you can't be happy <laughs> for 11 for 12, like three throw average. Like, that's pretty good. I'm not going to. Yeah. Like, like I'm not going to mark you for that. You know what I mean? Like, you're raising like, legends. Very good. Um. <laughs> 
You obviously are Jewish. We've talked about it. Do Correct. you think you will, and this is not me again being mean, this is just me coming from like a writing standpoint, if you continue to use your faith, do you think you'll want to trademark yourself as like the Jewish comedian? <clears throat> That's the first burp of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Or would you like to maybe like multi-purpose brand yourself as like just, you know, a funny guy who happens to be Jewish, but he also has some Jewish pieces, like based comedy and like, because I think it's good. I think, I mean, I could see you on an album with like a yarmulke and maybe the punchline's like, where's my hat? Or like something stupid like that. And it's like uh, a whole comedy no, album. No. <laughs> like that kind of, you know what I mean? Oh my God, look, it's a Jewish comedian. I can't, can you believe this? What is this, poor? Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, even in my in my album, I mean, that first track is like super, super Jewish. But then like all the other ones are about all sorts of, you know, all, all sorts of different things. Yes, you know, and one, I noticed that, that filled- all of your songs didn't necessarily pertain completely around it. But they had potentially like little overtones every once in a while. But maybe that's just your own faith and figure creeping through, which is totally fine. Because again, that's what made Ziggy Stardust Ziggy Stardust. His weirdness crept out through Japanese and like cyberpunk like dress up. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I would say for me, if if anything, I'm probably known less for, um, you know, the Jewish aspect than I am just for puns and wordplay. Yeah, like, if, in my opinion, every comedian should be able to make any material. But you are also born with a few freebies. Everybody gets some. I'm white and I look Jewish, so I got some Jewish material there. I got white boy stuff. Um, Those are just the easy ones. Uh, You, you know, you're going to make a Holocaust joke and no one's going to bat an eye. Because, like, they're just not going to. I make the joke. There's some question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you think there's any maybe, like... Oh, I'm sorry. Do you think there's maybe any, like, taboo subjects you don't really want to tackle in your work? And taboo is not, like, you're not going to talk about, like, sex swings and rape porn. It's more or less, like, uh, to an intellectual standpoint, it's going to be the subject matter of, like, maybe you don't want to talk about world hunger. Maybe you don't want to try to bring up the fact that the planet's getting hotter and hotter. Like, like actual... Is there any, like, real-world events that you're like, I don't think we're going to talk about this because I don't know if I should be the person talking about this? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you know, it. There are, pretty much it comes down to, can I make it funny? If it's really, really bad, if there, I could suddenly think of some sort of extrapolation of, like, to cover this topic and flip something on its head in a way that it just, it's so bad, but it's hilarious, I'd probably try it. And I test it out and see, you know, I, I always try to have that, that scientific approach of, you know, I've written over 200 songs, most, you know, most of them about all sorts of different topics. Right. You know, and some, um, so I can't think of a, a particular top, but I, I tend to not really want to get into politics too much with my music. Right, like most, that's a good example. And the reason of, I ask that is yeah. because if there's any material that I avoid most is the word Hillary or Trump. Like, it feels like that's everybody's go-to now, and oh my god, I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I don't care oh, yeah, who's the president. I don't care if she didn't win. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care. Tell me a joke right. about why the chicken crossed this road. Oh, to pick up his suicide note. That's a thinker. You know what I mean? Like, why would he go get it? <laughs> like, <laughs> But then again, is he getting the note to go into traffic? The other that's side, one of my so. favorite bits to pitch really quickly, is like, <laughs> maybe he was going to pick up the suicide note. Um... <laughs> 
being in New York obviously allows you to do some different stuff than anybody, uh, especially listening around where we record this in Ohio. Uh, for instance, we don't have trains that are underground. Our trains are above ground, and they smell like feces because usually that's what they're carrying to farms. Um, do you think? Oh, that's too bad. With us, it just smells like piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think there is any like specific kind of like experience that you get? that you're only in New York. And the example I give is obviously like Seinfeld does a really good New York bit about like, you've never really been to New York unless you've seen or been in a mugging. Like obviously crime is everywhere, but I'm more or less talking about like you have underground trains, maybe, um, well, I guess you, uh, you could have used to say you could see the twin towers, but that's a soft pitch now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, 9-11 jokes. Those taste good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, well, do you... I would say, uh, that uh, just the fact that you can go to like, I mean, you know, they call it the city that never sleeps. But really, you can you can go to as if you're a comedian or a performer, you can. There's always a stage. One neighborhood. What was that? There's always a stage. There's never like. Yeah, there's always a stage. You won't you probably won't get paid because they have such a. There's. I'm so not getting paid now. So many people. Yeah, but like you just recognize that that's just not how it is, and you can bounce in one night. You could have, like, three different shows bouncing around the city. Yes. And, uh... Because for some reason, it just feels like New York stand-up is, like, the... Like, I've heard this sentence, and it makes so much sense to me. Ohio is the best state to train your stand-up. Because it's rural America. Dayton, Ohio is Columbus and Cincinnati. Those three central hubs of just having... It's almost like mini New York. Just so many different cultures, but then so many hard-headed mean mugged attitudes that you're just it's so hard to get a laugh that if you can get a laugh from those guys you're gonna kill it in rural america that they've never even heard any of that kind of stuff you know what i mean yeah especially if you're if you're looking at you know getting road work you know getting the tour together yeah but that probably new york, would, new york not is the place to end up i mean it, you guys literally have like I mean, the Daily Show, the Nightly Show, SNL, you have, like, the this Comedy Cellar, the Stage Door. Um, there's so many, like, legendary places in New York, the Agora Theater. Like, so many cool places to do stand-up that, like, in my brain, that would mean that, like, 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 uh, yes, you can just as easily find a mic and be on a stage that potentially Dave Chappelle was on in Ohio. But it means so much more for some reason that you were there in New York on the same stage. It's just that that the labeling. Maybe it's the maybe because there was so much easier foot traffic because there were so many more people. Because to me, that's where you would do stand up is New York because stand up's the job where you just want more people. If anything, the best place to do stand up is China. But I don't think they'd like my material. <laughs> yeah, I mean the funny thing is that the clubs aren't even like the comedy cellar. Like I I walk by it like a, a hundred times. Do you really? Know, like, oh my god, I'm good. You're you're getting me fanboy geeking. Do you really see it, like, often? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, right in Greenwich Village, like, you're on your way to somewhere else, and it's just, it's right there, and it's not huge, it's small, there's not even... And it's so little, and that's where the most legendary, like, Louis C.K. bits came from, Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, Bill Cosby, enough (laughs) rough names at the end, uh... But I love him. I'm not going to, you know, what he did was bad, but I'm still never going to not love The Cosby Show. It's a great show. Yeah. It's the first show that depicts an African-American family in wealth, not in poverty, with an education in New York on television. Like, whoa, that was a lot to deal with. 
So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not no, saying no, throw. The, I'm not saying those. throw a rapist a bone, but I'm saying let's not hear him out on the punchlines. <laughs> um, I am a fan of lots of Jewish comedians. I love John Mulaney. I love. I don't think John Mulaney's Jewish. He's one hundred percent Jewish. Wait, yeah. I could be wrong. But I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure he's Catholic. I'm, oh, I, I, I was kind of as sure that like the Catholic stuff is like lies and bits. I don't know. He's really yeah. tight with Nick Kroll and Nick Kroll's Jewish. So I just kind of figured yeah. like they just do t- like he just is he just nails everything Jewish. Like his voice acting in Big Mouth. Right. I, like I actually I think I looked it up. I think I looked up if you were Jewish. I was so sure that he, he must be. So I was surprised to find out that he wasn't because like his whole like that kind of. Uh... That, OK, so bad example. <laughs> um, Nick Kroll, Mel Brooks. Kroll. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you go. The point is, like, Jewish comedians just have, like, this flavor to them. It's it's like a white guy, but with, like, not spice like curry, but, like, maybe, like, a sugar you weren't ready for. <laughs> that, yeah. Like, it's a spice, but it's not spicy. <laughs> you can taste there's yeah. something there, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's just weird. there's always certain, like, self-effacing kind of, like... Self-checking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, um, Being able to, like, laugh yourself a lot of i mean i'm not religious and i don't think it should be the forefront of anybody's like lives because i'm just not a religious person but i did get fed up with christ and all that and i did like seek other religions so it's funny that i finally found and got my first jewish guest because i swear to god every other guest that comes on this show is like are you jewish and it's like why do you keep asking me that like it matters (laughs) i'm not out to get you (laughs) what is I'm not to say that I'm the kind of person that tries to guess if people are Jewish or not, but like I, w- I wouldn't have assumed that you were Jewish. That's funny. But you, I've um, a lot of people. Has that anyone I... ever told you that you look like Little Dicky without the hair? I've never gotten that. You look but... just at least from like this angle on FaceTime that we're doing this interview through. You look just like Little Dicky without all the crazy hair. And I'm like, well, he's Jewish. He likes comedy. I can see where the inspirations come from. <laughs> <laughs> I um I'm a fan of Bo Burnham. Do you like Bo Burnham? I, yes, I'm a a big big fan of Bo Burnham. Do he you was take some inspiration maybe from that being such a young guy and he's a young guy and he plays the piano but you like the guitar and like what okay what's your main instrument? Well, actually, my main instrument saxophone, but that doesn't no really have... No shot you can play the saxophone. You're a Jewish comedian that plays the saxophone. You're gonna I be... don't play the saxophone as part sir, of my... Sir, sir, you're going to be famous one day. You have already convinced <laughs> me, but please when go I, on. I, I how did, like, did you play that through song. high school? Like, how did you learn to play the saxophone? Yeah, I guess in, in our school, like, they had a big... Music was always a big thing. Like, they we started playing instruments in, like, second grade or something, and by fourth grade, you had to, like, pick an instrument, so... Dude, that's insane. None of my schools had that. We had 60 kids in my graduating class. We had a guitar class, and that was counted as, like, half of our music department. So, (laughs) you're not... I don't even think any of us learned guitar in school. (laughs) Really? That's crazy. Yeah, that was... That's crazier that you learned a saxophone in school. Well, I mean, I guess band kids exist, but that doesn't sound like you did it for band. That sounds like they were, like, saxophone class, bongo class, like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I um if you could if you could learn any instrument what would you like want to be able to play like just like sit down and know like I've always wanted to be able to play the harp because you never see them and if one was there you could literally just be your date and be like 
you are never going to believe what's about to happen. And you just sit down and it's like, and you're like an angel. Like, that's my sound. My, the first thing that came, I'm going to go with the first thing that came to my mind. And I was going to just say it didgeridoo. Cause I just love the way. Didgeridoo. You did not, you are Jewish. Oh my God. That is a (laughs) Jewish answer. A didgeridoo. Those, I don't, you would have to be in Australia forever that to be relevant. Like that's such a that's such that's a skill that would never come up useful and then the world ends and then you're just for some reason in Australia and then the zombies are breaking in and you're that guy in the troop and it's like, "Well, is that a didgeridoo? I know how to lighten the mood here." Like that's the only <laughs> circumstance I'm seeing that being useful whatsoever. Well, I never said I would do it for it to be useful. But that's so, fact, the fact that's that literally, I thought like the, you, I thought harp was a good useless didgeridoo is a better useless answer. You, you have trumped me in the disappointing music department, sir. I'll have to hats off to you. The first Jewish comedian comes in and stumps me immediately. Um, <laughs> I don't really follow a lot of sports. Do you? I do follow one sport and what only sport? one sport. Baseball. Okay. Love, what's your, you, oh, we talked a little bit. That's, that's right. What's your favorite yeah, baseball so, team for the record? I would say, if I have to pick one of the 30 teams, I'd say the Red Sox, because okay. that's how I was raised, and I want my family to be happy. And they're Right, Sox. you don't want them to hear this and be like, oh, I hate my son now. Cool, 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 cool. Even though my real answer is my whatever, my fantasy baseball team is my favorite favorite team. Okay, so you like a mock team you have in your head of like, the, just the boys, like the all-stars of baseball. <laughs> like I couldn't, na- I couldn't name you a b- good, good lineup. But I guarantee you I could pick a lot of players from the big red machine when, like, Pete Rose was still in action and, like, that stuff was going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think but this I'm... is, like, a real – it's, like, a betting thing where it's, like, it's all on, online and stuff. So I write for a baseball website on the side called Pitcher List. Well, you're a comedian. I assume you have, like, 80 jobs to fuel the comedian dream exactly. like me. Exactly. Yeah, all, like, no. The, the, com- the comedy thing isn't paying us. We're just doing this because we like it. <laughs> Same with this. I mean, it really doesn't pay much, but I do it because I really like it and just nerd Have out you it. gotten paid from comedy? I, I will say this foremost. I think if I had to count net pay total for doing comedy over my entire existence of doing it, I think total I've earned like $160. <laughs> so you have a net positive? Oh, <laughs> that was a great answer. Wait a minute. Yeah, You're making money? What is this? That's crazy. Um... No, you, you really don't get paid for that? That's that's surprising, because you have good, like, yeah, production I mean, like, quality. A lot, of times, a lot of times it's like, you'll perform and you'll get, like, a free drink. Like, that's, oh. that's like, you know, like a You're getting thing. freebies as pay. That's not, that's not Like, pay. yeah, I've got it. Like, there have been shows where I get, like, $20, but then, like, the cost of that I might have taken, you know, for the sub subway, you know. For that the, sucks that you have to pay for the subway, too. Do you have a subway card? I do. Or do those only um, exist in Seinfeld? <laughs> no, it, it's it's a real thing. So, you know, I, I have the unlimited thing, but then still, like, I kind of, you have to factor in, like, even if it's not that, like, well, what else could I be doing with yeah. that time? And also... I viewed it as this. Even if I'm not getting paid, any time on stage is a good time. Well, right. I think of it, yeah, I... I think it's a good time, and it's also it's building a skill. You're you're going there to have a, a unique experience, and I think that's honestly why I got into it from the beginning. Was I had just gotten a new job 
because I like my full time job. I'm a music therapist, which is a very nice. It's a nice job. You say it's music very, therapist. Music therapist. Yes. We are going to talk about that immediately before this little mini shows end. What is a music therapist? What do you do? How do I become one? <laughs> a music therapist is someone who uses music based activities. Uh, combined with building rapport to help people with their wellness goals. For me, it's a, I work at a nursing home, so it's mostly to get them physically active, to uh, get them, you know, singing and doing. I would give fire first day. You would see Brighton Jones coming down the hall in a nursery home to Billie Jean, just pulling every old lady out of there, like, oh, snap my love. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm giving it. Yeah, like all yeah. the energy I've got plus more. Um, yeah, they love it. Like that's a, the. Th- I mean, it gives them such a quality of life that like they're so used to just like everyone sitting around doing nothing. You come in and you just like ham it up. They they love it. Ham it up. <laughs> Wait, that's illegal for you. You can't ham it up. You have to like. <laughs> you know, true. you have to kosher it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, before before we get to the end of this show and the first and only culture shock of the show, because, again, this is our little mini-sode for everyone listening at Wright State, uh, let us give you a chance to plug some social medias. Um, we, If you like this little mini-show that we did, there will be a full-length show, uh, uncensored, on my Spotify that will not be played on station, but will be... The mini-show will also be there, but I think the uncensored one's going to be a lot better because we're going to say a lot of very naughty things. Um... Give it, uh, take it away, Ben, to give me all the social medias in the world to let everybody follow the next Bo Burnham that's a Jewish guy. <laughs> all right, well, on Facebook, I'm Ben Pernick. That's P-E-R-N-I-C-K, like Kaepernick without the first three letters. Or the um, scale. Yeah, Twitter, I think I'm Benjamin Pernick because someone stole Ben Pernick. But... <laughs> Isn't that the flaw of all comedians? Like, I just want to look professional, but someone already yeah. has Ben underscore butt liquor. <laughs> but Instagram, I got Ben Pernick, and uh, you're on Spotify. I'm on Spotify. Yes, Ben. Pernick Tell us the name of the Spotify. album. Tell us the name yeah, of the song yeah. again that oh, you did yes, the music video for. The album soon. is Bad. Yes, this is my album is Bad Juju. J e w j e w. Spelled exactly like you think we would. <laughs> well, yeah, it's on Spotify and all the streaming services. All of that. Amazing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been our mini episode. Enjoy the first culture shock of the evening. We will uh, do another interview with this lovely Jewish comedian. Only we will say naughty words and swear. You'll have to go to our Spotify. But we thank Wright State for letting us have this opportunity to find this guest. And we hope you had a good time. And please enjoy the first culture shock of the evening. Uh, Goodbye. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. We're going to close out today's show with one little more surprising culture shock like we teased at the beginning. And I hope you enjoyed Duel of the Iron Mics by Master Killer, Dreddy Kruger, Inspector Deck, Old Dirty Bastard, Jijiza, the Rizza, and everybody else in the Wu-Tang Clan. And ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy. Oh, mad one. We see your trap. You can never escape your fate. Submit with honor to a duel with my son. I agree. I see you using an old style. I wondered where you'd learned it from. You know very well. It's yours too. <laughs> I forgot. 
Yup, put your blood baths and elevate the shafts like these murderous rhymes tight from genuine craft. Check the print. Swear veterans, spark the lettering. Slow moving MCs is waiting for the editing. The liquid soluble that made up the chemistry, a gaseous element that burned down your ministry. Herbal vapors and biblical paper smoking exodust. Every square yard is plush. Fuck the screw face photo sessions. Facial expression leaves impression. Try to keep a sharp nigga guessing. Give praise and shout some. Here's the outcome. Cut across the semi-gloss rhymes your floor. Shit is outdated. Just like neck loads of sterling, suede fronts, belt bottoms, and tri-color shirlings. I ain't particular, I bang like vehicular homicides in July 4th in Vestai. Where money don't grow on trees and they're Steven MCs Who cut throat to rake leaves, they can't breathe, blood splash Rushing fast like running rivers, I'll be that whiskey in your liver this is not an 85 affair, made clear when the guards geared on to perform. Storms blew up, moves up, causing the crowd to self-destruct. Killer bees are stinging something while I reveal. Science that's heavily guarded by the culprit. Bombing your barracks with aerodynamics foreplay. Poison darts by the doorway. Minds that slaced with explosive doses. Damaging lyrical launcher. Lunge at the youthful offender. The ninja, any contender. Testing a murderous master could lead to the Disaster. Dynamite thoughts explode through your barrier Rips the retina Who can withstand the astonishing punishing stings to the sternum Shocked in the hip-hop livestock Seeking for a serum to cure them Thugs killed for drugs plus the young bucks bust Ducking handcuffs, throats get cut when dough rush out of town, foes look shook but still pose We move like real pros through the streets we stroll Bullet holes lace the windows in 160 So controller avenues, that's the dream, that's soul Building lobbies, the graveyards for small timers Bitches caught in airport, keys in their vaginas No peace, yo the police mad corrupt You get bagged up, depending if you're passing the cut Plus shorty's not a shorty no more He's living heartless, regardless of the charges Claims to be the hardest individual Critical thoughts, criminal minded Blinded by illusion Finding it confusing. Move of the iron mind. Just that fifty-two baby strikes. Move of the iron mind. Just that fifty-two baby strikes. Move. Down.